podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. It's June 15, 2021. Sorry for keeping you waiting. This is the Awesome Tennis Global Market Update. Let's begin. So actually, the biggest news in my view is to understand the law of sports betting. So to further understand this, let's go to the CEO of Fans Unite. So um, Dollar Fans, Fans Unite. The CEO is Mr. Scott Burton. Uh, I follow him on Twitter and you could see um, that so far, the biggest news as of 8 hours ago Fans Unite is now commencing in the OTC exchange of US, which is FunFF. Let's read the full story here. Fans Unite Entertainment is a micro company, micro cap in sports. Common shares are now trading in OTCQX with the ticker symbol FunFF. So um, let me show to you that legal sports betting is now um, an optimistic bill. I'm going to read this news. Legal Sports Report. Canada's sports betting bill is sponsoring an optimistic passage this week. So I'll read it all. Uh, The Senate sponsor for a bill to legalize single-game sports betting in Canada is optimistic that it will pass the third reading this week. Senator David Wells said on Friday that the bill C-218 should be up for the third reading on Tuesday. The bill, which amends the criminal code to allow single-game sports betting in Canada, but fell victim to the parliamentary process. I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic. Things can fail based on merit or process. We're coming to the close of the parliamentary session. We can't pick it up on July, but the election in the fall will begin anew. So, um, so far, there's still a lot of hurdles for sports betting for Canadians, and a lot of the lawmakers are now trying to work on this. For many people, we know that in the U.S., they're also trying very hard to actually legalize sports betting, and that's something that DraftKings um, is very much doing. So I I want to share to you what's been happening. I shared a lot of it actually in the esports betting. So um, here in our Discord channel, this is what you'll see inside the inner circle. I'll give you news updates based on a sector. So um, a few things to understand. Um, Why is Fans Unite such prime position as a beneficiary for the changing Canadian gaming landscape? Let's read that straight from the blueprint of some of Canada's uh, research um, houses. Let's read, let's listen straight to the CEO. That we know we're gonna wanna jump into the- um, Starting from the start. Our initial initial approach is, uh, I think is a B2B provider. So we're talking to groups that we know we're gonna wanna jump into the Imperial market as soon as possible, but aren't a betting operator today. So they're going to need the technology. Uh, and we can provide that. We can also bring in, I think, a quick license um, 
you know, our expectation is with Ontario wanting to move by December, and there's been some indication that if you're licensed in a, um, a jurisdiction that they have a, an MOU with, and we would expect places like Malta and UK to be that, um, you can start operating immediately and then go back and get the Ontario license. So, um, so initially we are looking at B2B opportunities. Um, if, if we don't feel uh, we're going to get a good, um, I think a good access to market with one of those, then we have the ability to launch our own site uh, immediately. So, um, so that could be a B2C angle if, if we don't uh, come to, I think, a good agreement around B2B partners there. I'm going to share to you as well more news um, right now. So Canada's version of Luck and DraftKings is actually Fans Unite. It allows you to bet on sports and esports. And Canada's sports betting empires are, are seeing, of course, that this is a golden opportunity with sports betting after the lessons from USA. I'm going to read to you the articles um, that show you this. Esports industry is, of course, a 10x industry, and we want you to actually be listening and learning from all the lessons uh, on these, uh, on these uh, sectors. Canada is on the verge of radically overhauling legal sports betting. National and provincial governments are currently working on the laws, among other rules, allowing even a single event sports betting to pave the way for provinces to license commercial operators. Canada is developing new rules. Decision makers should be wise to look to our neighbors to the south for a roadmap. Here are suggestions that will allow for the most successful transition based on the good and bad that we have seen out of the U.S. The goods. You want to set reasonable taxes and fees. Pennsylvania, for example, has an effective tax rate of 36% and a $10 million licensing fee, according to Legal Sports Report. To put it mildly, that is a bad bet. Setting fees and rates at those high levels will limit competition, stifle technological advances, and keep the small startup from participating. Canada needs to establish a reasonable taxation system. Companies like us want to be a contributor to provincial revenue from taxation, but if the tax rate will hover around 50%, as some countries have done, operators will not be uh, will flee and legal and illegal sports betting will thrive. Lower taxes will lead operators being able to offer a more competitive pricing, which is a win for consumers. If you want to legalize esports betting with sports betting, because esports will account about as much as 10% of all the major sports booking in the next decade. This is a booming marketplace with a massive passionate audience. It will result in hundreds of millions of dollars in wagers. For instance, Colorado, Nevada, New Jersey, Tennessee, West Virginia have all led away into allowing esports betting. This is a market that is too big to ignore and Canada should embrace it. You want to allow for even fun prop bets with betting caps. Revoking the single event betting law is a game changer. Canada should not stop there. Indiana, New Jersey, Michigan are all experimenting with edgier markets which would enable people to even bet on an Oscar race or a hot dog eating contest. With limits on the amounts which can be wagered on such markets, these promotions aren't only just more inclusive but they're also fun ways to promote players and enjoy. Players want to have fun and lots of choices. Provinces should let them. This means that you can actually bet on who's going to be the next president, etc., etc. So also, you don't want to reward illegal bookmakers. Many in the U.S. have blacklisted gambling companies that took bets prior to the legalization of sports betting. 
Canada should mirror that decision. You want to identify Canadian operators that didn't take illegal bets or even advertise to Canadian bettors. You want to move those companies to the front of the licensing line. You should not reward the bad faith actors who for years were just happy to take Canadian bets and never took paying and never paid taxes. Canada should study all the top-tier gaming jurisdictions as it sets the country's guidelines. UK and Malta both have the world's most exacting requirements. New Jersey also serves as a model for other states in the US. Business-to-business -business as business-to-consumer operators have been licensed in such places have proved that their offerings are secure, safe, and perform to the highest standards. By approving Canadian operators right out of the gate, not only will government support homegrown local businesses, they'll only help create thousands of good-paying jobs. If you require sports books to also have a brick-and-mortar partner, you're only delaying online gaming. More states have legalized sports betting. They're seeing that the old method requiring brick-and-mortar is not necessary. Arizona, Illinois, Maryland, and Tennessee led the way for, in, for operator independence, and more states are following their lead. Regulators should greenlight online gaming on day one, expand consumer choices, give consumer access to better markets. New Jersey allowed online betting nearly simultaneously with the legalization of sports betting in 2018, leading for mobile business to account for 92% of turnover in New Jersey last year. It should be logical for, illogical for Canada to restrict online operators with antiquated approaches because states have proven online operators can be successful independent, improving the state's revenue and tax base. Canada has a golden opportunity to incorporate lessons learned in the U.S. to create a legal sports betting market, rewarding players, operators, and the same government stakeholders. Let's make sure we do it right. So Scott Burton is the CEO of Fancy Night, and they're going to be one of the biggest. They're still a microcap right now. If you take a look, their sales have been going 10x, not because they are um, fighting the law, but they want to work with the law. So they're waiting for the C218 passage so that they can finally be a company that can cater not just for business to business, but also business to consumer. Furthermore, let's go to Fancy Night. Um, let's go to the Fancy Night. Um, so this is a play essentially of esports. What's happening to the week in esports? Blizzard and Sony are now multi-platform. Xbox Game Pass is now allowing to stream games via the Chrome, Edge, and Safari. That tells you that you don't need to have a Microsoft Xbox. You can just stream uh, through your PC. That's a great thing. You can even pre uh, stream it for, for your, um, from your Chrome. So after a multi-year hiatus, Battlefield is also announcing that they are now available in PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Cinemark chain jumped headfirst into esports, allowing auditorium public gaming events and play options inside the cinema. Gamers Without Borders, do you have a $10 million prize pool? It's going to be a charity competition for the global COVID-19 vaccine distribution. So this just tells you that esports is just becoming larger and larger. It cannot be denied. In fact, um, there is this news that this is a very good um, report written by Steve McAllister. He's a Canadian media and communications guy for many, many moons ago. He's also the president and editor-in-chief of Sports Media Canada. So um, he, I, I'm going to read to you what he wrote. 
um, these are very good opinions. They just released this in, in line for the C-218 bill. You can see here that when COVID-19 pandemic struck 16 months ago, many industries closed, starting with NBA, NHL, and even the WNBA. All of the leagues were all empty, golf courses, PGA, LPGA. Tokyo Summer Olympics was postponed for a year. But esports continued at large. Legends, League of Legends, Dota 2, Counter-Strike, Fortnite, FIFA, NHL, and other video games were all there seeking other event options to place a wager. That's where the betting went. COVID-19 propelled esports betting two to three years ahead. Charlie Watson, the CEO of Tidal Gaming, which is a Toronto-based esports online gaming company, because of COVID, it accelerated us to recognize the betting opportunities and to legitimize esports. In fact, without COVID-19, a lot of your tax revenues will not happen because um, legalization of esports wasn't happening. Because now all the governments need the revenues. That's the reason why marijuana is getting legalized, sports betting is getting legalized. You've got these industries which were criminalized, it's now legalized. Watson uh, includes um, Canada's first esports team, Lazarus Esports, and the UK-based esports betting technology business, Sportsflare. They're among many players in the industry who are anticipating the legalization of single-event sports betting across the country with an amendment to the criminal code. I'm bullish on esports and the video game industry more broadly as I view the space as a confluence of media, data, technology, and next generation of customers with a large helping of pop culture. Esports is an effective vehicle to not only just attract new customers, but also cross-sell the traditional sports and iGaming products. Indeed, if you're an esports fan, we can also cross-sell to you basketball, um, NFL, NHL, and so forth. So according to a study, in fact, Deloitte's Global Center for Media, Technology, and Telecommunication said those aged 14 to 38 years old are playing video games. And 87% of them are playing Gen Z's, um, Gen Z's 87%, Millennials 83%, they're playing video games on a weekly basis at least once. They also watch more video gaming rather than playing, which tells you that these people who are watching will be a, a big market for global esports wagering. That's something that Thomas Rosander, the CEO of Lockbox, said in the Canadian Gaming Summit. It's a massive presence. You've got professional gamers making $500,000 a month. That's Tyler playing Fortnite on Twitch, including late night game with music, Uber star Drake, drawing in more than 600,000 concurrent viewers. Today, Blevins has 24 million YouTube subscribers on YouTube, 14 million Instagram followers. It's on par with NBA superstars like Russell Westbrook, 16 million, and Kyrie Irving with 14 million. Score Media and Gaming announced in their platform 186.5 million total views for the quarter. That's the largest in Canada. We've got a dedicated esports newsroom. Um, talking to the audience as a whole, said Senior Vice President of Marketing and Content for The Score, it's still early days on how mainstream sports fans will understand the betting options, but you have to explain what the hell they're watching on screen so that they know what they're betting upon. The Score isn't the only Canadian big company betting big on esports. Overactive Media announced it's planning to build an almost $500 million theater-style entertainment venue and hotel complex completed in 2025, which will include hosting esports events featuring Toronto's two professional teams, Toronto Ultra of the Call of Duty League and Toronto Defiant of the Overwatch League. 
Last month, they announced the plans to launch a new 15,000 square foot esports in Liberty Village. And earlier this year, they raised $20 million for their esports betting business. Even the traditional esports sports leagues have hopped onto the esports bandwagon. NASCAR drivers competed in an esports racing series. NHL Gaming World Championships are taking place later this month. Ten group winners will play in the final tournament of the UEFA and E-Euro competition this weekend. North American sport books are expected to have some work to do in making their product attractive to esports fans to wager on the latest League of Legends tournament. Gen Z's and millennials have all had a different approach to the kind of content and sports that they're looking at. Instead of going into a Sunday game with a paper bet slip, the esports better is watching Twitch and consuming a lot of online content. The betting experience has to be more video game-like. They're used to getting that endorphin kick repeatedly and very fast. They don't have a patience to wait. So this is actually telling you of the era that all of these uh, millennials and Gen Z are instantaneous. And I'll tell you what's happening. The biggest winners here are Fans Unite. So take a look what's happened. This Canadian company went from about 62 cents so far to a dollar, and I don't see this stopping. This is in a secular uptrend. In fact, their market cap is so small. If you take a look, Fans Unite market cap, it's in the micro cap zone. It's just a $200 million company so far. And take a look at Lock, for instance, Lock Market Cap, Lockbox. It's also a, a very strong platform uh, where you can use, um, when you can do your betting. Relock Group, uh, sticker symbol, um, so Lockbox is the name, the brand, but the name is Relock Group. Market Cap, $36 million. Too small, I agree. So um, take a look at these names. We like Fans Unite, we like Lock Group. We also like in the U.S. Esports Entertainment Group, which is GMBL Gumball. So $0.73, cents, even tonight, it's still going to go higher. And with the passage of the C218, sky's the limit for these names. Let it go $2. Uh, you just want to buy it and hold it. Um, you want to understand that um, Canada's lawmakers are now in their third reading debate. Uh, just for an understanding, the timeline... June 4, they had a committee meeting. June 7, Senate of Canada meeting 3. June 10, final reading of the bill. And June 21, next week, you've got the bill granted royal assent. So I think that um, it's important for the people who are bullish on legalizing sports betting that uh, they understand the big numbers. This is another big number to understand. The top 10 sports betting handles for April 2021. New Jersey had $750 million of sports betting, Illinois $537 million, Pennsylvania $480 million, Nevada $457, Michigan $275, Colorado $244, Virginia $236, Indiana $236, Tennessee $172, Iowa $100 million. All of them is above $100 million in 10 states. So we're talking about at least um, $2 billion, $2 to $3 billion in just a single month. Imagine the companies raking in big on these. So the companies, the stakeholders, you can win here if you're an investor in Relock Group, an investor in Fans Unite. Take a look at Score Media Gaming, also winner here from about $13, about $22 so far. This is a 60% rise, almost 60%. Actually, let's, let me just do the exact math here so that we're not doing almost. Let me go from the lows to the current levels. Sorry. 
Wait up, stop that. Mabagal na ako sa math. 13 to 22. More than 60% yan. Um, almost 26 is 100% na eh. So, th- it's up 70%. So, I think that all of this is a, is a, is a bullish wave towards the legalization. So, you've got Square Media Gaming, you've got and any dips will continue to be bought. I just feel that the best way to handle this is through Lock Group and Gamble and Fancy Night. Okay, so um, there's more. Yes, there's a question. What are your thoughts on Super League, SLGG? Actually, a lot of people believe in esports. That's why they like um, mini tournaments for the amateurs. And Super League Gaming is also a beneficiary of that amateur monthly tournament. And so it's already rising, right? From about $4 to $6. It's not my preference, to be fair. Um, you, you could see that this already rose from a dollar to about $10. Nonetheless, because it's the same secular trend, my answer is yes. Any dips of Super League Gaming... Near $5 would be a buy. In fact, last night, I have to say that even the, the streaming content providers of video games and esports live streaming is a potential winner here. Take a look at this very small stock, Limelight Networks. If you want to learn um, how these people are watching their uh, esports channels, it's all because of content delivery networks. After a huge drop of more than 60% from its highs of about $8, I think that this one is poised to go back to about $350 and $450 and $5. At these levels, you're at the same price of about October 2019. This should be an, a nice entry. Let me read to you how Limelight Network is, uh, is, a, is actually working with a lot of esports companies. So they're enhancing the game, net, the game experience. Um, let's go to the State of Online Gaming Report, um, Limelight Network. New research are showing that actually millennials are ditching traditional sports for esports. We know that. And how will we make money on it? By delivering the best gaming experience to a global audience. Limelight Network. When your game is released, you need a solution to deliver millions of copies fast. Not only for scaling at launch, but for those unexpected spikes in demand. Equally important, your gaming infrastructure should support video and content sharing strategy. And Limelight Solution is for gaming. It meets all the challenges. Eliminate those frustrating slow download with Limelight. Simplify video sharing, video streaming with Limelight. Leverage with the cloud. We deliver, store, and distributed DDoS protection services from the cloud so you don't have to make a large capital investment in infrastructure. We also can monetize for your game assets with scalable high-capacity delivery of your beta, gold copy, and DLC. Secure delivery. So far, this is how it works. You've got a live video, video on demand. You've got web objects and game files. In the content delivery network of Limelight, we will allow them to be seen on a wearables, whether you're using an Oculus Quest, you're using a phone, a desktop, or even your console screens. Games downloaded or played online, since Microsoft Xbox is doing that, tells you that Limelight is a solution. How are you going to watch it on Google Chrome? How are you going to stream it on Google Chrome? Limelight is the answer for you. Limelight solution for gaming uses the world's leading private content delivery network to ensure reliable global delivery. And so I think that case study, Nintendo Europe, the world's largest video game company is promoting content online using Limelight CDN. 
Market research, state of online gaming, video game playing is spiking to new levels. So I'm going to read to you the reports here. By Charles Krauss, Senior Product Marketing Manager, consumers are seeking entertainment and increasingly turning to video games. Providing people age 18 plus in China, Germany, India, Indonesia, South Korea, UK, and US. These are the highlights. Socializing is a part of gameplay. Yes, video games is a social media thing. People are playing video games and watching other people play. They started playing video games, they are gaming daily, and they made new friends through online gaming, and they're watching video games. And if you take a look at these data, price performance is a major factor in subscribing to a console-less gaming service. Therefore, if you want to see, um, that's why, this is the reason why Google Stadia failed and why Microsoft Ultimate, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, is trying to learn from that failure. So I think, guys, um, you have a lot of reasons to invest in Limelight, a lot of reasons to invest in gaming. And for those who want to own China's Twitch, you've got more reasons to buy into Douyu and Huya, which you were already saying to keep on buying. So Douyu here about $8.23 is still a buy. Huya at about $16.50 below is still a buy. You could see that we were never, uh, we never changed our stance. These are all buying opportunities. The biggest opportunity is investing in esports and streaming platforms. And that's what we share to you. Okay, let me answer your questions. When is a good time to buy Fancy Night? I think I'm a bit late on Fancy Night, to be honest. But I think that even at a dollar to 90 cents, it's still a good entry to buy. There's a question. Is SoFi a buy at current levels? Um, how much is SoFi right now? So we said about $15 was a great entry. SoFi is at $22 right now. I think that you want to wait it out because there's a lot of competition in the in the financial technology names. Uh, try to wait if you can still enter at 18. Nonetheless, it's true. SoFi is the leader. Um, it's been growing. I mean, it's not the leader, but it's been growing very well in the fintech space. It's a, it's a competition as well right now to Robinhood and to a lot of the fintech wallets. It's like a cheaper version of Square. Um, so I'd say that there's a lot of uh, interesting things happening on SoFi. I like it long term, but at 21, I'm not entering yet. Um, hello, is DraftKings a good buy? Yes, I am of a view that DraftKings is a good buy. Um, I'm actually not sure why DraftKings fell last night, but I would say that any drops about 48 isn't good entry. In fact, you can even perhaps buy it uh, as low as 47 or even at 50. Current levels is fine. The lower, the better. I do think it goes 60 to $63. Of course, DraftKings is the largest um, sports and esports betting platform right now in USA. Um, let's take a look at more news on DraftKings for uh, just to be very... Um, you know, just to have uh, more ideas. Let's go to their investors relations report. Okay, uh, DraftKings. Um, it's simple. Uh, we are the most trusted brand for skin in the game fans to develop the most innovative, entertaining, real money products and offerings for people who want to experience sports. Let's go to their events and presentations. They reported last March. Okay. So there's this Goldman Sachs Travel and Leisure Conference. They had the Investor Day presentation last March 9. So let me like uh, read that for you. You can also just get to the webcast with Goldman Sachs. Um, last June 7, you can just listen to the webcast. It's here. 
And then let's go to the quarter one, 2021 presentation of DraftKings. Okay, so DraftKings executive summary. Um, 2020 results show that we have a 60, $67 billion online sports betting. And iGaming in North America, total addressable market is huge. Legalization trends continue to be positive with more states legalizing. Market share for this online sport betting is growing at a 30% CAGR as evidenced by Q4 2020. Such a great growth stock, guys. DraftKings Online is now in more states than any other operator. The foundational long-term value results are strong, largely to a high customer and revenue retention, improving our playbook. Due to the large North American TAM, we are adjusting our EBITDA target to $1.7 billion. We are well capitalized for growth as new states are also legalizing. So the TAM is huge, at least $22 billion at 100% legalization. So they're assuming that they're going to corner 30% market share of the entire online sports betting gross revenues in U.S. So the implied U.S. market is already um, this one, UK, Australia, New Jersey. Population method and GDP method. Okay, so um, New Jersey's first football season, we already know that there was $700 million in New Jersey uh, for the month. And it's already performed nearly at the midpoint of all the OSB states with more recently launched states outperforming New Jersey. So the gross revenues are very strong. You could see the states New Jersey, NHCO, Colorado, Indiana, Illinois. For four months of re gross revenue per adult, we're seeing um, about $7, $14, $12, significant growth in the gross revenue per adult. iGaming is tracking to be a uh, $40 billion market. The casino floor is all yours online. DraftKings roulette. Um, the U.S. population is legal states, right? So uh, we're seeing that Nevada, Rhode Island, Washington, D.C., Okay, so um, the percentage of U.S. population, you could see that it's about 1%, 2%, 3%. And when you legalize it, it's probably going to grow to about 5 10%. So you've got a huge runway for growth in DraftKings. It could achieve at least $5 billion, um, in North America online sports betting if mature. So anyway, I think that this one is a very small company now. It's going to be bigger as time goes by. Um, there's only three online sports betting operators so far in 10 plus states and DraftKings is live in more states rather than any other operator. So they're the number one. They're the Tesla of their category. That's why we trust this brand. And um, that's why I believe ARK Invest has a huge position in DraftKings. So DraftKings is the most recognized preferred app across all the states. Top of mind, preferred, unaided awareness. For everything, whether it be baseball, select league deals, let me read to you everything. NBA, EuroLeague basketball, NASCAR racing, ACL, MLE, CA, NFL, UFC, DRL, PGA Tour for golf. Um, and they also have uh, venue deals for select teams and select media and other deals for ESPN, Vox Media, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Dish, Uber, Bleacher Report, Turner Esports, The Action Network, ESPN. So they already have so much data points amongst their 5 plus million players. So the data science will help them approach um, whether these clients will bet on other um, sports events coming up. So I think, guys, that this is a money, money machine. And take a look, we've built the number one rated app with broad differentiated offerings on parallel user experience. 
I really think that people will see this as a growth stock. Daily Fantasy Sports, Sportsbook, iGaming, Football Blackjack. Um, yeah, you can see that they study their clients, what they like, the preferred leagues, the preferred teams. So, wagering on so many bets. This is a winner. Unit economics, you can see their gross margin rates, scale. 80% customer retention rate. The revenue is growing 100% year on year. These are what's happening in cross-selling capabilities on all the states. New Jersey has a 65% cross-selling. That means that from sports, they can cross-sell esports, or from esports, they can cross-sell sports. So from golf to basketball to, you know, for any other sport. Enterprise EBITDA is growing well. So minimal dilution is expected in 2021 as they have so many stock options and uh, pl private placement warrants. No problem. Hope that you like DraftKings because it's a very good company. Okay, so um, that's it. Thank you, everyone. And uh, just wet, um, if you want uh, uh, a wager on the esports betting, my agree, uh, Awesome 10X has luck. Fans Unite, Limelight Networks, DraftKings as great opportunities. Even score is great if you can only buy score lower. So that's it. Thank you very much and see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.